0: Episode 6B or not 6B? That is not the question. Fireworks, werewolves and robots, it must be another Perfect Commotion. Hello and welcome to Perfect Commotion, the media exchange podcast this week we are missing Sandy and Alan. That just leaves me and Nick. Hello. Cool. It's Nick. So, <laughs> I'm Dave. So this week's going to be a shorter episode than usual. Well, we've had a lot of shorter episodes lately cause due to some uh, scheduling issues, but hopefully that will uh, sort itself out um, in the foreseeable future. But we are still continuing with our media exchanging. Sort so, of. Sort of, yes. Uh, well... The first item is, well, last uh, time I was on, I off I gave Nick a board game called Hanabi. Hanabi is a, well, Hanabi is uh, the word for fireworks in Japanese, and it's a cooperative board game. I think it solves a lot of the problems cooperative board games generally have with quarterbacks. But anyway, yeah, Nick, how do you find it?
1: It's like a actually fun trust exercise. <laughs> 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 that's, my, that, that's my small snippet review uh, It's a fun card game where So sort of the twist is You have a hand of cards And you're the only one that cannot see your hand of cards And together you must struggle And work through together To play cards in a
0: correct order Yes uh, this, this works with um, So you can't see your own cards But you can see everyone else's And on your turn you can do one of three actions You can play a card you can um, discard a card, or you can tell someone else a bit of information about the cards they're holding, like this is a two, or it, this is green.
1: Yeah, and the idea is you're going to stack up uh, this uh, one to five of each color
0: if you win. Yes, uh, uh, we 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 never won formally. We put on a actually, I think we might have won. There's we no came
1: damn close once.
0: Uh, t- you, the the perfect score is 25 I think we got 23 And an 18 And mm. so I think it rated that one Display as a good fire Like a, a really good firework display And the other one was a mediocre firework display Okay uh,
1: Yeah So it's, it's one of those fun little card games That I quite like uh, I tend to have a lot of them rattling around In my bag when
0: I travel from one
1: place To another
0: yeah, it's it's a really good little micro game. It takes about twenty minutes to play for a round, and it doesn't come in an obnoxiously large box like other games. that yes. come to mind like uh, Mario, Ma- Matchy yeah, yeah, which has uh, about has only has a few more cards, but is a box about ten fifteen times the size.
1: Yeah, and it it doesn't help when they advertise uh, expansions. That aren't released yet in expansions that come out. It's so, like, yeah, I know, it's a good game, but just give me a small box to put this in rather than having to lug around a large bag. But yeah. that's all about board games and uh, actual shelves, safe, actually being advertising space for them, which is
0: just weird and interesting. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> uh, but back to Hanabi. Yes. Um, one of the reasons I really like this game is because it solves a game, um, the problem of quarterbacking, which I find always comes into other co-op games, like Pandemic. Because since no information is hidden from each other, it, there's no reason to hide your information because it doesn't penalise you, so you may as well pool everything. But that means one person can go, well, I know which is the best um, strategy, so all we're, we're going to do exactly what I say. Which means hmm. it's just one person playing a game and the other people just watching them.
1: I think I have found another game that sort of solves that problem. Sort yeah. of. And that's a Pathfinder Adventure card game.
0: Yes, yes. You, you, uh, Alan's been telling me the lights at work about the Pathfinder board game.
1: I, I got it, I think, the same weekend. And I brought it up... No, I think it, no, it was the weekend before... Yeah, because I brought it up, and me and Alan sort of played it continuously for a
0: weekend. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like a really well. Do you want to explain to our listeners what, how you actually play it?
1: Right. If you know your board games, you'll know about the deck builder, which originated with um trying to blank now. Didn't expect us to talk about this.
0: It, it's not Dominion, is it? It is Dominion. Aye.
1: Yes, Dominion started the deck builder, which is sort of why you're building up your own little machine by picking up a hand of cards, using them to buy different cards and put them in your discard pile, and shuffling them all together at the end of your, uh, when you run out of cards in your deck. Start your deck again, and your deck gets better and better. It's sort of like that, except you don't do the last part, you don't shuffle your discard pile back into your deck until the end of an adventure. And it's all set out to be a Dungeons and Dragons-like adventure. So you're going from many play- from, uh, location decks to location decks, drawing cards and seeing what they are. They could either be monsters that'll try and attack you, barriers like traps that'll get in your way, or loot that you'll want to try and acquire. And you'll do that by using your characters, certain dice to roll, and any modify cards you have in your deck, which are also the loot cards like the swords and the armors and the spells.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and that sort of has a different way of doing things because each character which is a separate card that sort of controls how your deck can be made up has Mm -hmm. different um, uh, it has a different amount of cards you can put inside it so if you're playing a wizard you'll have lots of uh, card slots for spells and if you're playing a warrior you'll have lots of card slots for weapons which just makes both characters quite diverse, and although you can play with your fixed-down cards uh, with your hands face up, sorry, uh, when moving around you're never sure what's going to come up and what's the best way to do things. Yeah. So you have to sort of cooperatively decide what would be a good plan and because you don't know what's going to happen, uh, it sort of keeps some of the mystery there for stopping quarterbacking. There's no ultimate strategy. If someone gets yeah. caught by something, you may someone might go, oh, I can... Deal with that rubble. I have strength gloves because I help the Gorons, and I'm Link, and Zelda. Yeah, Um, (laughs) yeah. Okay. So it allows everyone to sort of participate a bit more and have to deal with their own problems at the same time, self and the group. But back to Hanami, because this is a massive diversion. (laughs) Just a tad of one. We'll see the game. Me and Alan might talk about that at some point. Who knows. Yes. In in actual depth.
0: Yeah. Uh, The other way I found people to... It's stopping the quarterbacking problem is... Like Hanabi, you have some hidden information from you, but you also put one person as a betrayer. mm. So, Uh, like... uh, What's it called? Battlesaw? Yeah, Battlesaw Galactica or uh, uh, Dead of Winter. mm. Uh, Yeah, you have a... You have a lot of hidden information, but you also have someone betraying the group, mm. causing problems.
1: I always picked a character in that.
0: Battlestar that would
1: have two possible betraying cards. And as a result, <laughs> I was never trusted. And more often than that, I wasn't even evil. And then I had a couple of <laughs> friends that were insistent on trying to acquire both titles Southmore have more power and become Pradmiral. President and Admiral. And I'm like, <coughs> it didn't help anyone. <laughs>
0: Yeah, we we played uh, Battlestar the Star last weekend and Alan was the president and had someone on a leash for a while, which was quite amusing.
1: Mm. That's, yeah, uh, we're talking about games in which you betray each other. Probably talk about One Night Werewolf at some point later.
0: Yes, yes. Um, when I gave uh, Nick Hannaby, who, um, I knew he was going to be uh, travelling up country to come see me and Alan later on um, that weekend. And during that weekend, we we played a few more other board games, like uh, One Night Ultimate Werewolf, which we are going to talk a bit about now. Mm -hmm. So, One Night Ultimate Werewolf is is a fast game for a few players, um, and so it has two main phases, um, a night phase and a day phase, and the idea is to work out who of you is a werewolf and who isn't and who's nice. It's a bit like Resistance, or Avalon, but it's also very like the old game of like Mafia or Werewolf, but just condensed, mm, and it a... gives everyone some special yeah. roles. Yeah,
1: it's a hidden roles game, and many of the roles interact with any others in different ways, which can get particularly interesting when, in one element where with different phases, people are swapping each other's cards and then stealing another card, and then you don't get to look when you open your eyes. What card do you have at the end? And you all have to sort of piece it together.
0: Well, yeah, so you, <laughs> so if you um, tell everyone who you were and what you did at night really early on um, to try and gain their trust, the werewolves get that information early and so they can integrate a lie around that. Hmm. But if you give your your information too late, you're putting the, the suspicion on yourself that you might be lying just to...
1: Yes, this because was... you heard
0: everyone else speak.
1: And, and there was a situation where if you lied initially to try and draw out information, then change your story, you become massively suspicious. Yeah. Uh, but this was played in a quite nice party atmosphere, which I think is about the, yeah. the, the, the right way it's to be played, I think. this. this yeah, item. we had a
0: we, we had about 12 people, and so one person generally sat out because the maximum number of 10, but then we had about 10 people arguing out on one moderator. You don't need a mon- moderator because there is an app. That does it all. Mm. But uh, I find it quite fun actually watching this game because you have a lot of information that the players don't have and just seeing them arguing over small details that no one really knows about is actually quite a lot of fun. And so might be... um takes a while to get in. The first time you play it with people, no one really knows what's going on and, yeah, it's generally slow to start. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's... I also found it hard because the first few times I played I was always either a villager which gets to have no special powers uh, or the werewolf which if you haven't been anyone else it's kind of hard to work out how you're meant to lie so it does yeah, take a few games to get in but I think also sitting back and watching a few games probably do the same effect <laughs> and yeah uh, by a few games in and the extra part I managed to get into my stride and do a few devious things myself
0: yeah, it's a game I always find that once you bring it out, it's very hard for everyone to put it away because they're having so much fun playing it, and mm. yeah, you you always leave friends, because it's, it's unlike games like Resistance, where you actually seem to get angry with it. This is a lot more upbeat and fun. Uh, you have time limits on your arguments.
1: Yeah, and I think the fact that... Uh... It's over when it's over, and then you can just start another one. The sort of fresh, the yeah. sort of refreshes everyone's state of mind. It's like, okay, well, that went badly, but I can do it again next. Which I think does add to the hard to put away aspect. Uh, okay, that Indeed went badly for me. I need to insist we play again so I can end on a high.
0: Yes, and then everyone wants to end on a high. Yes, which
1: not everyone can because someone will always lose.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Unlike resistance, when it's quite easy to put away at the end, and you'll still be talking about a game like two, three years later. Yes, <laughs> A game of resistance. At me, Alan. I think Nick. I was there
1: until seventy. So yeah, I think. Yeah, was Callum and, there?
0: Uh, yeah, Callum was there, and yeah, it still gets brought up from time to time. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Hindsight is twenty-twenty, and all that.
1: Mm-hmm. So that was One of The Ultimate Werewolf, which is a fun party game to play with people who think board games can be fun party games. Which they definitely can, but it's unfortunately not a common view.
0: Been collecting board games that can be brought out at parties lately because they find I find they hit the table a lot more than hour-long or three hour long epics that I find <laughs> days never hit Twilight the table.
1: Imperium. <sighs>
0: Yes, yep. I I don't like Twilight Imperium, it's too long.
1: I've played about 75% of the game, and I won it, and that's it. (laughs) Although that was for both expansions.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we we played the vanilla one at Christmas, and we got like six or seven hours into it, and just we took a quick break, and no one could face going back to it, because it was such a stressful time that we went back with the thing like one last turn, even though it was meant to be another five, three or four turns, but we just cut it off. And so everyone threw their of Ardmar- fleets at each other into death and destruction. Yeah, And Callum betraying me.
1: Yeah, I just remember being a turtle race and putting as many sentry turrets on a system of planets with three to make it so large... Swayed just giant circle on the board that was essentially mined
0: by just sheer overwhelming defensive capabilities.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: um, then we, then we'd... for anyone that doesn't know, Twilight Imperium is a, an epic game that generally takes about 10 to 12 hours to play through, and uh, yeah, it's just like sci fi, but it has a lot of um, Catan and uh. How else would you describe it?
1: It's a sort of a game, a bit like Civ, where you're trying to conquer areas. But it's also got military politics and intrigue. And unfortunately, it has many problems, in my opinion. Yes. Uh, one of them being, it can take an entire turn for the... Uh, it can One round, it can take one round before you actually have to do anything again.
0: Yeah, and around a turn itself can take ten, twenty minutes easily, sometimes. and sometimes. And if you're learning the game, it can take a lot longer than that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's
1: Twilight Imperium. Yeah, it if good you're game. inclined. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm tempted to move on to talking about the video game we've been playing almost okay. consistently.
0: Okay, I think that's it's more than a week now. We've been uh, really? playing this game for... Ooh, must be about three weeks now.
1: Maybe, but I do not even played much this week.
0: No, but I have some extenuating circumstances. Otherwise, I would be on most nights playing it with you. Yeah, that's true.
1: And I had no one to play it with. But it is yeah, so- a game called Robocraft, which is nothing like Minecraft,
0: because it has um, in the name now. I, I I would disagree because the, your main block that you place is a cube. Um, no, that's like Minecraft.
1: <laughs> I think it's more like
0: Lego Racers for anyone that remembers Lego Racers. Yes, Lego Racers smashed to overblown <laughs> robot wars. Yes,
1: it, it, yeah, it is essentially robot wars if robot was was as cool as it could be
0: yes so the premise is you build a robot you fight a robot and, and these fights
1: i think robot on. is a strange term for this because they are essentially vehicles
0: it's a okay car, you, build, it's a tank, you basically a build a ta- a yeah build a tank you build a plane you build a hovercraft you build a um helicopter you build a blimp you build a tank, yeah. So you can build whatever you like, or hybrid vehicles, walkers with yeah,
1: wings. You have full range of the blocks available to you. So you can put planes on a car. You can build a car and then halfway through, you've leveled a few times, add wings and thrusters and make it a plane. Uh, yes. There's really no limit to what you... Well, it, there's no limit to what you can do apart from all the arbitrary limits. You have, like,
0: money... <laughs> See all the arbitrary limits they impose <laughs> I mean, impose on you. Yeah. Yes, um, but they're not limits on what you your imagination. It's just on the number of blocks you can place, or yeah, pretty much that the number of blocks you can place or the number of bo- blocks you can afford. Mm. And so, as you go on, you get more blocks you can place, and you buy more blocks, and you go up through different tiers. But it's a free to play game, but it doesn't have it doesn't feel like a pay to win game. No, um, it was recently on a humble bundle, uh, which unfortunately has
1: ended now. But uh, that was sort of six pounds, and you got like three months of premium and uh, a nice ship. So we sort of bought in there, and I don't think
0: we found we found no reason to pay since. No, um, um, but so. the premium doesn't give you a bonus when you're playing. It just means you get slightly more resources from each fight, yeah. So that you have to grind less between going up the rankings so the way they do it is the, the number of blocks and the quality of the blocks you're using defines how good your robot is and once it passes certain thresholds you get grouped with a different set of robots so as your robot gets better the robots you fight get better so it doesn't matter if you it takes you 10 more games to get there if you're not on premium you'd still be having the same quality of matches yeah. You won't be outclassed every time you go in. It just may take a little longer.
1: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a good way of balancing. It, I think
0: it's a fun game, and we have spent probably too much time in the last few weeks playing it. Yes, yes,
1: I I think that's fair to say. But uh, it's it's the addictive nature of having to play a game for more resources to fix up your ship, and then yeah. playing the game, noticing actually how you really want to
0: fix up your ship,
1: then changing it. As a result, you want to try out the ship. So you then play another game and work out how you want to tinker it some more.
0: Yeah, we've had nights where we've played maybe four games over a two, three hour period. And we've just spent like 40 minutes fixing our ship between each one, just trying to optimize it for a certain level class or, yeah, or just fix like, oh, it's a bit weak on the front right. I'm gonna have to put some more blocks there, but I want to keep it symmetrical. How am I gonna do this?
1: Mm. And always the uh, and a few times we've done something which is quite fun. Where we decide to make new ships for the lower tiers and work our way up together. Yeah,
0: that because once you progress, you don't lose your old blocks, so you can and you can so you can build like a tier one ship, which is the weakest. Um, so you have the same restriction. So you might just put a slightly more powerful gun. But that means your armor's going to be weaker. You're going to have less of it, so it takes less to kill you. So you become a very glass cannon kind of build. Or you can go, I'm going to throw the weakest guns on and as many blocks as I can. So you become quite strong, but you can't really do any damage. And so you have to try and balance this, and you work your way up through the tiers, changing your dying as you go. But rather than having to get the resources, since you've already got them, you can just do it quickly. Like, play a game, go a tier. Play a game, go up a tier. Really good fun, though it does have some problems because it is a very early access game. And so it, there are a lot of bugs at the moment in it still,
1: and it's and it keeps uh, it's keep being updated. Like I played yeah. just before I started recording a uh, quick game before Dave arrived, and it, it it uh a few things had changed I noticed already, and that it's just a few weeks since I you know we
0: started playing. Yeah. But uh, that's good. It's got a very, very active development community, which is good. Yes. It's actually got a huge player base as well. I, there's a few times when we've waited 10 minutes to find a game, but I think that's more to do with bugs in its matchmaking system, because mm. as you leave that, rejoin, and you can find a game in 10 seconds, it's a, bit, yeah. it's, it's a bit buggy, but I think there's a big enough player base that you can find games quickly at any time of the day.
1: Well, it's an interesting free-to-play game, which is definitely worth a check out. If you like building something, then using it to destroy other things that people have built, therefore destroying their own creations and making them cry, it's definitely worth a try.
0: Yes, yes. And it doesn't have the problem with Minecraft, like, oh, I don't know what to do next, because what you're going to do next, you're going to build yourself a um, a vehicle and you're going to fight some robots.
1: True, true. Uh,
0: Yes, I'm not going to defend Minecraft because that
1: would. Me and that game are strange. Strange.
0: Yeah. We know you love Minecraft, Nick. I'm, I'm essentially a six-year-old. I
1: think that's what Minecraft is now—just for six-year-olds. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That? No defence. I'll just not talk about it. It's a bit dull it's at this honest. point. <laughs> it's, everyone knows what it it's is. It's a good.
0: Yeah, everyone's played it. It's one of the most sold games of all time.
1: I think it's had a positive influence on gaming in general.
0: On attitudes towards gaming, yes.
1: I think it's out of I don't. I think things like Robocraft are at least partly inspired. I mean, the amount of yeah creation-based things is definitely on the rise. And I don't just mean Minecraft clones. You know, I,
0: which is something I've always enjoyed. Yeah, um, though Robocraft always has reminded me quite a lot of Ace of Spades. Hmm. Yes. have you played ace of spades i
1: think so Describe it's an
0: fps bit. shooter where with blocks so you you have a blocks in and you're oh, like yes. minecraft you can place them so you build yourself a fortification and a battle so the battle map is constantly changing and build up that... so as your front line moves forward you can rebuild your fortifications yeah and then if you build too much people can dig underneath it all and get into your base, flank you, or go steal your flag.
1: Yeah, I believe and, that game was sold at one point to a big company, and it became kind yes. of crappy.
0: Yeah, I, I was play. I played it very heavily in its uh uh, uh beta days when it was free to play, and it was glorious. And then it got sold. And I was, like, I was quite excited because I'm like, oh, there's now a development team behind it. It's going to have some resources. Is that... I'm happy to support these guys because it, I enjoyed it. And it became, came, I don't know what killed it. Because the game didn't change much, but it changed so much. That I, it, I just couldn't play it anymore. It just changed in feeling. It just didn't have the same. Yeah. yeah it just wasn't as fun as it was. It,
1: so it indescribably changed and became terrible. This is yes. what capitalism does to everyone, people. Wake up, sheeple. Wake <laughs> up. Um, yeah. yeah. I think that's a good point. I think that's that's a good lesson to end it on. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, as we said, this is going to be a very short uh, podcast. Uh, we, we are missing half our crew. Uh, Sandy is incredibly busy at work at the moment, and uh, Alan is away this week on a training course. And so he's put me in charge, and so I've taken over his hosting responsibilities. He's training to love. Because he's a machine. (laughs) I need to teach him. Well, he's been looking after my cats as I've been moving flats, and he seems to be... uh...
1: Maybe that's what inspired him to ask. It's like, (laughs) these cats are adorable. Will you teach me to love? (laughs) I mean, that's what happened. And with that thought, I think that's a good
0: time. I think that's a good time to end it.
1: When things get into a more stable state, uh, things will resume as normal. And while well, I say that, we may change up things slightly, but I'll leave it enigmatic and interesting for you.
0: No, well, I was going to tell them exactly what we were planning. that. That's, that this is why you became a Bond villain. Um anyway, thanks guys for listening and if y- y- send any feedback you have to feedback at perfectcomotion.co.uk or get us on Twitter at Perfect Commotion, but only one M because well Alan is an idiot. Anyway, thanks again guys for listening and good night.
1: Good night.